Good morning, I'm Joe Collins and welcome to See Me Church. Our mission is to love God and neighbor one household at a time. We are a group of ordinary people who believe in the extraordinary message of Jesus Christ. So no matter who you are or what your story, we're glad you're here. So we've been in a series called One-on-One -on -One with Jesus. The idea is to look at different interactions Jesus had with individuals in Scripture to see what we can learn. Now, in the month of August, we've dedicated the entire series to what I call my one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. The idea is to hear from different members of Simi Church about their personal encounters with Jesus this past month. Last week, we heard from our student intern, Aaron Henderson. He did an amazing job sharing with us the importance of God's story and reading the scriptures as a story. Today, you're in for a real treat because we've got three other members of Simi Church who want to share their one-on-ones with you. First up is second-year college student Ali Spaccarelli. Then we have husband and father Clay Taylor. And then we have 14-year-old Aria Shamazadeh, who will close things out in a tremendous way. I can't wait for you to hear from each of them. As always, the goal is to draw out something relevant to our faith and to our life today. Before we get started, though, I want to remind everyone in Simi Church that Sunday, September 6th, is our annual missions offering. That Sunday, everything we collect is going to go towards the mission work in Eurasia, the Baltic Nordic states, and in the Pacific Southwest. Now, I want to encourage you about the amazing things that are going on over there. And so in just a minute, I'm going to show you a short video to inspire you to give. But I also want to say on a personal note that I know 2020 has been an incredibly, has been an unprecedented year for all of us. And giving may not be the first thought uh, towards missions, may not be the first thought on your mind. Well, let me say this, that is as hard as it has been on us here in the United States, it's been incredibly hard on our brothers and sisters around the world, and especially in these mission fields. And so please, let me implore you to be generous this year, to act in faith and to give what you can faithfully to support the great work over there. After the video, I'll come back, I'll say a prayer to kick things off, and then we'll hear from Allie, Clay, and Aria. Enjoy the video. Even when my light burns low, I could never lose my hope. I've been down this road before. Now I know which way to go. You can try to drag me down, but I'll be living in the clouds. Everybody has their doubts, but you can't stop now. You just, you just gotta. I want it like I need to breathe, yeah Make it clear like I need to see Woo. As a kid, mama told me Sky's a limit till you hit it Like in Griffey, gentlemen, tears out of that Out the park, hit and run, that's my drive That's my drive, it's a vibe Been that way all my life, yeah I shut it down when I shine with the truth Yeah, I ride with the crew Gave my life to the truth, testify Walking water like the son of man Understand, I'll never drown Take a hit and never quit Fail. And the trains off the rail Through the pain we prevail Tell them you just got it 
Even when my light burns low I could never lose my hope I've been down this road before Now I know it's way to go You can try to drag me down But I'll be living in the clouds Everybody has their doubts But you can't stop Father, it is so amazing to come to you now and to be inspired by our brothers and sisters all over the world. Thank you that we're a part of a global fellowship that cares about others in other parts of the world. And I pray, God, that you will bless the missions offering this Sunday that's coming up on Sunday, September 6. I pray that every member of Simi Church will be generous, that they will put their faith and their trust in you, that where their treasure is there is where their heart is as well. And I pray, God, that you will take the money that's given and it will go to furthering the mission of Jesus Christ in these parts of the world, in Eurasia, in the Baltic Nordic, and in the Pacific Southwest, and even right here at home in Simi Church. God, I want to thank you in advance for the generosity of the members here. I want to thank you for the opportunity to give and to support your kingdom and its growth all over the globe. God, at this time, I pray for the three uh, the two sisters and the brother that are going to be sharing their one-on-ones today, I pray that they inspire us with their, with their message, with the things that they're learning. God, we are so grateful to be part, part of a, such a, an awesome fellowship of people who love you and love your word. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Allie, take it away. Singing the 
Hi everyone, I'm Ali Spaccarelli. I've been a Christian for nearly five years and my relationship with God and my faith in Jesus are the most important things, aspects of my entire life. Jesus is my Lord and Savior and always will be. Um, I'm currently a sophomore at Hillsdale College, probably going to major in psychology with a minor in politics and math. But whatever I end up doing, it's all going to be to the glory of God and as I'm trying to live out His will in my life for the rest of my life. So, um, I decided that to show you what my one-on-one -on -one has been like, the best way to do that would be to actually walk through quiet time with all of you on screen. So turn your Bibles to 1 Peter 1. And as you do that, I strongly suggest, strongly recommend that you get a paper Bible. See, here's mine. It's ESV. I like it a lot. Nice and portable. I take it everywhere. And the reason is like you can feel like just the weight of the Word of God in your hands and it's so much easier to not be distracted. I often hear people complain about how hard it is to actually sit and read their Bibles. And I think that one way we can remove distractions from our lives is by actually getting paper Bible, going out and sitting, preferably somewhere in nature, so you can just admire God's handiwork as you are reading His Word. So, 1 Peter 1. I'm going to read quite a bit, so just bear with me. This is scripture. Alright. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls." Verse 10, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he pre predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Therefore, Preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, 
since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. Wow, what an amazing God we have. This was specifically written to believers. As it is saying, we have this ability to rejoice in the salvation that awaits us because that glory awaits us and is more, it's better than anything we could ever imagine. And it's imperishable and our souls are purified and we can hold on to this. And wow, it's just so great to read. It's just the opening sentence. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think we should be living lives like this through this mindset. Um, I read this and I'm reminded about how great a salvation it is that I have in Christ Jesus and how, how insignificant everything else in my life is comparing to it. And because he's done this, therefore I can prepare my mind for action and be sober-minded and not conforming to the passions of my former ignorance. This is just such a wonderful passage to take into my entire day and uh, my day-to-day -day life. And so that was a lot to take in. I'll often read the chapter in the morning and then again at night. And um, I usually read about a chapter a day of scripture. So that has been my one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. Thank you for participating. And I encourage everyone to read the Bible, read a paper Bible and don't get distracted because it's the most important thing in my life and it should be the most important thing in everyone's life. Because at the end of the day, this is the good news and we need to cling to it. And it says at the beginning of 1 Peter that our salvation is guarded through faith. But if you don't have that faith, then you don't have that salvation. So it's very important to be working these things out with fear and trembling, like it says in Philippians 2. Um, and I also, I love this scripture because it also reminds me of Philippians 1.27, which says, only let your life be worthy only let your life be worthy of the manner or only let the manner of your life be worthy of the gospel of Christ and with that theme of understanding how great it is that we have this salvation let's all let our lives be worthy of the calling worthy of the gospel of this good news and let's share it with everyone else okay Thank you. I love you all. I'm going to miss you. This is my last Sunday here, even though I'm not in person, but uh, I'm very thankful to this church for everything that it's been giving me the past several years of my life and or all of the years of my life. And um, this is getting really long now, but bye. I love you all. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Clay Taylor. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm going to be sharing my story, my one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. And it's difficult to tell a story of a one-on-one -on -one with Jesus for me as a snapshot in time. My story is going to focus on the journey that he's taking me through as his partner by his side. 2019 for me was the best year of my Christian life. God had rescued me out of a spiritual rut and started to transform my perspective on Bible study, prayer, and meditation. I felt like my faith was really strong, starting to 
grow. My desire for Bible study and prayer was really intensifying. Felt like I was walking with God. Felt like I was more in the presence of God than ever before. I built a great spiritual routine, Bible study, meditation, prayer. I was overcoming challenges better than before. For instance, at my work, my manager took an unflattering picture of me without my permission and said that he would put it on his Instagram and he emailed it to my lead. Initially, I flared up. I made a formal complaint about the situation. Things were awkward at work. It was difficult to go into the office, partly because I was con uh, concerned that I might retaliate against my manager. But you know what? That's the old clay. Pre-2019, this is the new clay. Clay 2.0. Clay 2.0 does not take and do retaliation. By the grace of God, he apologized and we were reconciled. Shortly after that, he hired me on as permanent from attempt status and I got a 20% increase raise. We now have a peaceful relationship. I was in somewhat of a zone at work as well. I enjoyed going to work after that. Every day was a bit dynamic and I was motivated in my walk with God and in my responsibilities at work. And also I saw my marriage improving. My perspective on marriage was transforming. I started to see my wife as more than a partner and more uh, as a part of me. And I started to desire to be one with her, see her truly as my other half that without her, I'm not fully human. And my relationship with my daughters was growing. We were spending time together, strengthening our father-daughter bond. The Lord also put in my heart to start a, a men's Bible discussion group in an attempt to create space for men to bond on a spiritual level. And that went great. I was building new relationships, strengthening current ones, even though there were various other challenges throughout the year. I felt like I was an overcomer. I felt like my faith was strong. And scene, end of act one, fade out 2019. Start of act two, fade in 2020. And cue the Imperial March music play. So will I be ready for 2020? Will I still have that plucky attitude that I had in 2019? Will I keep up my faith? First Peter 4, or 4.1, therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude. So will I be able to handle 2020 with the attitude of Jesus? That's a good question. 2020 is talking to me like, let's put that faith to test, shall we? James 2.14, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? Let's put those deeds where your faith is, says 2020. Was 2019 just some spiritual gas or was it real? 2020 throws down the gauntlet, show me what you've got, says 2020. The great spiritual routine that I had consistently implemented, the great routine I had at work that was dynamic, the joy of going into work every day, the strong motivation to spend time with God and do well at work, gone. 
all gone, blown into the wind, scattered the four corners of the earth. I found myself going from an office environment to a concrete warehouse, doing boring and monotonous work. I found myself not motivated to spend time in prayer or read my Bible, not wanting to spend time with anyone. If I could pick an emoji for how I felt at this time, it would be meh. But wait, there's more. I've had major bouts with depression. For a while, I had numbness in my left hand, back pain. Lately, I've been having chronic headaches. So, you know, I've been tested for COVID twice, and each time it's been negative. We've had family members with COVID-19. I knew uh, my nephew going into the hospital for some unknown illness, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. However, by the grace of God, one of the things that has helped me through this is this online Bible discussion group where we go over a podcast called Bema Discipleship. Since I facilitate this, it provides accountability and gives me something to stay focused on and keeps my interest in scriptures. And I love this group. It's one of the highlights of my week, and it's a really great space to be open and real and have engaging and edifying discussion about the stories in the Bible. Even though I would say 2020 has been a year up until now of suffering, I believe even more so that God is with us. He has not abandoned us. Deuteronomy 4.7 says, what other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? And Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Troubles come and go, but our God is ever-present, whether we feel him present or not. Despite what is going on in the world today, God wants to bring healing and rest for our souls and to his creation, and he wants us to partner with him in healing this world. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What I believe when Jesus says, take my yoke, he is referring to the yoke that he is wearing. It's his yoke. It's his, not ours. He wants us to be next to him. He's on one side of the yoke, we're on the other. He's carrying all the burden. We have the privilege to learn and participate with him while he does his father's work. Our God is unique, our God is humble. He's not driven away by how we treat him. He seeks us to know him and for him to know us. Unlike these other so-called gods, our God is always close to us, always reaching out for us. He will even go so far as to do whatever is necessary to get our attention. He will rock our world and shake our house in so many ways that it will be difficult to ignore him. He will do whatever is necessary to save us from our sin 
reveal himself to us and motivate us to invite him into our lives. Revelation 3, 19 through 20 says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. Be earnest and repent. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. In ancient times, you only had meals with family, people you considered friends and those you were making a covenant with. So a meal really had a lot to do with making covenants. It was a very, very big deal. And of course you wouldn't share a meal with an enemy. Um, not that we would do that today either. And Jesus certainly is not our enemy. Jesus wants to be in our lives. He wants to sit with us, have a meal with us in our very core, our heart where the real version of us lives, that place where our motives live, that place where no one else might know. So what happens when we invite him in? Transformation, restoration, redemption, reconstruction. There's a story by George MacDonald. You are a living cottage in the woods you invite God in to do some repairs. So one day God enters your home and begins to do some repairs. He starts to move furniture around, replace the plumbing and other similar repairs. To you it's uncomfortable and awkward, but you understand it's a part of the repair process. However, you begin to realize He's now knocking down walls, building additions, erecting towers, planting gardens, raising the roof. And all you wanted from him was to repair a few things in your life, and you're good. You wanted to remain a cute little cottage in the woods. Now, however, when you invite him in, he isn't there to do some repairs and move on. He wants to live in you. By inviting him in, we are giving him the permission to do whatever it takes to transform us from a cute little cottage into a majestic and marvelous castle. You see, God is a king. Kings don't live in cottages. Kings live in castles and palaces. He wants to transform us into a majestic palace in which he will dwell. What a great one-on-one -on -one with Jesus Thanks for letting me share. Be safe. Keep the faith. God bless. Hey everyone, it's Arya Shemaiza today, and today I'm going to be sharing my one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. Now normally when you think of a one-on-one, -on -one, you think of an interaction where God has spoken to someone else in one moment. But my one-on-one -on -one with Jesus happened over a period of years, and it all started with my scripture box. Now, every scripture in here I've memorized in one point of my life, and my favorite one of all of them is Proverbs 11.25. It says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I love this scripture so much because it's so true. I've seen it act out many times in my life. I'm sure you've seen it in your life too. Generosity has a big impact over people. Whether you're giving with your words, with your time, with your money, people feel appreciated and that's what God calls us to do, according to Proverbs 11.25.
I love this scripture so much because anytime I feel rejuvenated because I've given to someone or someone's given to me and I'm like, oh my goodness, I gave to someone like earlier today. I just think back to Proverbs 11:25, And I really do feel like God is speaking to me through the scripture because it's always a fun game for me to see, hmm, when will the scripture pop up in my life again after like the last 10 times it has already. And I do feel like this is my one-on-one -on -one with Jesus because this is such a good relationship that me and God have that we just get to share the scripture and this is, this is our scripture, this is no one else's. I'm just kidding, it's everybody's scripture. So remember, to always show appreciation to everyone around you because everyone needs it. And if you want to get some appreciation too, you better share some appreciation. Thank you so much for listening to my one-on-one -on -one with Jesus and I hope your relationship with him grows too. Bye-bye. I really want to thank Allie, Clay, and Aria for doing such an amazing job sharing their one-on-ones with us today. At this time, we're going to take communion and pray for the weekly offering. All you need is some matzah and some grape juice. Communion is a time in which we remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the offering is an opportunity to give back to God just a little of the blessings that He has given to us. You know, at See Me Church, we believe the Bible is the best source of truth in our world today. In it, we learn that Jesus is Lord, that he lived a sinless life, that he died on the cross and rose to life again. And it's in this belief that we do everything. We are a member-supported fellowship by people like me. And you can give today online at seeme.church or by texting keyword seemechurch to 77977. In just a minute, I'm going to say a prayer, and then I'm going to give you a few minutes of music to allow you time to eat the bread and drink the cup in remembrance of Jesus and to meditate on his life, death, burial, and resurrection. Then I'll be back, and we'll close things out. Father, thank you for another opportunity to commune with you. Thank you for giving us your son, Jesus, for him dying on the cross to forgive us of our sins even though we didn't deserve it. Thank you, Jesus, for offering your body and blood, which are represented in this bread and this cup. And as we take this bread and this cup, help us to renew our covenant with you, as you always keep your covenant with us. And thank you for the Holy Spirit, the deposit and seal of our salvation. I pray now that as we collectively as a church meditate with you and commune with you at this time, that you meet with each and every one of us individually and collectively. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.
If you weren't able to take communion with us this morning, I want to make sure you do so later today. You know, at Simi Church, we want to be your church, your family's church, and your neighbor's church. If you'd like to know more, ask the person who told you about us, or you can contact me directly on our website. I also want to remind all the members of Simi Church to be engaging your worlds for Christ. You can do this by praying for, investing in, and being the best example of Jesus that you can be to them. And don't forget to invite them to church. You can do this by sharing the link to our website and our social media outlets. You know, next Sunday, we're going to be meeting in person for our every other week tailgate service. And for those of you that can make it, I look so forward to seeing you then as the fellowship is so sweet. For those of you who are unable, we of course will be right here at our YouTube channel, same time, 10.30 a.m. next Sunday. Until then, God bless. Been holding on for too long, singing the same, those same songs, putting me behind the misery, it's all for me. Been holding on for too long, but now I've got nothing to hold on. It all just sounds like...